Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Well, I think it's time to take a shift. I think I'll Instagram it. Maybe I'll get famous. Every Facebook body digging it. Just look at me. It's Hanging up on the stove. I think I'll post a selfie. Put it on Facebook. Everybody. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy who makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Grohl and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. And I'm Chris. And Paul. And ladies and gentlemen, we're going to watch Paul slowly die. Take a shot every time Paul coughs through the podcast. <laughs> Because you've had this, you've had this bronchitis-like cough since w- before we went to Comic Con, and no, now it started. It started at Front Friday. Again. We're recording this like what, a, like a week and a half <coughs> later. See, there you go. Take a shot. But uh, we started. Uh, we were going to record an episode around the time of New York Comic Con, but I think each fucking day we were just fucking so exhausted at that. We end got of the day. home and we we're just like, oh look. <sighs> yeah, we literally like. Most things kind of ended around eight o'clock or so. Then we, by the time we took the subway to get to my mom's house, uh, you know, by the fucking nine ten o'clock, we're past the fuck out at my mom's house. Oh, okay, Joe, how you doing, Joe? Uh, well, I won't get into the story on how I know Joe. I'll save that for another episode. But thanks for watching, Joe. Uh, <laughs> that's a story. That's a whole other story that is we're that gonna. The, uh... Uh, no, we won't get into that right now. We will the... talk about New York Comic Con this episode. Oh. oh. Okay, okay. we're worry. not going we'll to we're not going to talk about any kind of personal business. We will talk only about uh professional business in this episode. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, okay. Uh so once again, take a shot every time Paul takes a uh, a cough, every time Paul coughs today. What do you say? Uh he's saying, "Oh, oh, Danny. Oh, what's up, Danny? See, I think it's better that we record during the day because it seems like more people are interacting. We're not like up against uh Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Football and 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 well, no. What other shows are on Monday night? The Flash and Supergirl or whatever. So, Gotham. So, it's probably better that we're recording during the day. So, guys, feel free. Uh, okay, oh, Joe says tell the story anytime. I will. Um, it's just uh, right now, I will I will just keep that for <laughs> private for now. Um, Joe, okay. just, just like I said, Facebook me and I want that one thing from you. <laughs> I want that one thing. You know what it is. Just give it to me. Okay. So I can blackmail this fuck. No. Um, All right. So actually, so here we are. We actually survived New York Comic Con. We basically lived together. We lived together for four days, pretty much. Yeah, I wanted to kill you every single day. You were in a car with me for basically 12 hours. Ugh. The six-hour drive down to New York City and a six-hour uh, drive wrong back. With me? Uh, you slept on my mom's couch. And I'm like, okay, you know. And then my mom's like, this is the first time in the last time. <laughs> Cause I was like, Mom, I'm bringing a friend down to the New York Comic Con or whatever. And she, this is the first time in the last time. So I don't know if we'll ever be doing it again. Or maybe we'll make some sort of arrangement. I'll tell him, like, Mom, please. We have no other place to stay. <coughs> but uh, your first Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we stood in my mom's house. Um, we, we stood the whole time. At his mom's house. And oddly enough, like, you slept on the couch. I slept on the floor. (laughs) 
in my own mother's house. You know the how the apartment I was born and raised in, the part I lived in, and I no, sl- here, I slept the on the floor part. like here's a the fucking dog. The, the bed that or the bedroom that he used to live in was so filled of stuff that he couldn't sleep in there. Yeah, because so. my mom has become a well, not, hoarder's not the right word, but no. like my mom when my my mom sees stuff that's on sale, she will buy it. And when, uh, but she, but with that, she'll also buy stuff that doesn't expire, like, like non-perishables and stuff like that, you know? And so my room has, my old bedroom has become like a storage, <laughs> you know, if there's ever a fucking apocalypse, I'm going to my mom's house because she will have supplies, you know, if you want fucking cornflakes. She's flakes, also on the sixth floor, so they don't want to. Well, I try not to give my mom's address, please. But, <laughs> but you well, know. I didn't ever, say where she lives. But, I just said she's on the sixth floor. Jesus But that Christ. being said, uh, that, you know, you know, if you want to eat cornflakes after the apocalypse, my mom's house is a place to go. Um, <laughs> boxes and boxes and boxes of cornflakes. Uh, but that being said, um, but you know, my family, we, 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 we were, uh, we showed our hospitality. Mm-hmm. You know, you had home cooked meals every day. That was pretty awesome, pretty much. Stacked to the fucking ceiling. <laughs> when you find, and Paul, and as like much people who visit my mom's house, like when I was growing up, my friends would come over to my mom's house and like the, you know, basically, basically, Chris, I understand why you're such a fat fuck because my mom likes to cook. And now, nah, see, I you know, didn't say that, but yes, <laughs> but yes, there is that problem. Yes. Now, before we get into the actual like itinerary of the things that we were doing, um. You you had the full New York City experience. I mean, I know you said you went there when you were a kid, but you know, in in those four days in 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 New York City, we took the subway, we took the bus because for some reason it was like holiday weekend. The fucking subways decided to stop both fucking trains that we needed to take, or one of the one two of closest trains to my mom's house decided that they're not going to have service in downtown Manhattan that weekend Stupid. you know the d and the f train which fucking just kills me so we ended up having to take a, a bus and then the bus schedule was, was fucked up so we ended up having to take a cab and it was the stereotypical you know and i just we just be real it was an older indian guy and i hailed one cab and i was only going to get in that cab then another car another cab like pulled up in front of him and tried to get us to get on and this guy was the most aggressive driver in the world i i love the fact that uh you know, he was like, and as we were trying to get from, uh, from where, cause it was also raining. That's why we jumped in the cab. Uh, Thank God. we were, uh, while we were trying to get to Javits, the, the Jacob Javits center where they're having New York comic con, uh, the police had blocked off a bunch of streets. So he kept trying to like turn to make a turn, but then the cops said, no, you can't go this way. Then he drove a little faster and tried to make another turn. And then, you know, basically went all the way around. But, uh, you know, you got the full experience. Then we were having tra- issues with the train on the way home one day. Well, it's two days. And then one day we kind of walked through Times Square. And then the second day. We did it again. We did it again because you were like, I want to go this way. And I'm like, you just want to go through Times Square, don't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. You wanted like, to do the tourist like, thing. Chris is like, oh, let's just, let's, you know, we're going to get here. We're going to go here. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're too confusing. Let's fucking do what we did yesterday. Yeah. So. Which, but you got, a, you got a taste of Times Square while we were there. Because, I mean, we really were so busy that, like, we really couldn't do anything else. Like, even though, like, we were down in New York City, I couldn't see, like, oh, let's go see this and let's go do that. No, fuck that. We By the time we were done at the end of the day, we were fucking passed out. And now you can see why uh, Matt, our usual cameraman, you know, I was not that I complained, but I said Matt likes to hang out in the fucking press room, and it's like because it's so exhausting. I think even in the four days that we were there, we didn't see all of New York Comic Con. We didn't like we. Barely... I tried to go down. I honestly tried to go down on the vendor floor, uh-huh. and I probably didn't even see half of it. That's yeah. how huge it is. Yeah, 
and it was uh and they rearranged a couple of things they moved the artist alley artist alley used to be like this whole little offshoot of the building then they moved it downstairs of course they you know there's the big main stage there were areas where and that was i don't want to say it was different this year but where you had to you had to swipe your badge if you wanted to go to see um anything at the main stage uh the night before i mean the the day of i mean and uh, we had, <laughs> of all the days, we got there one day, we got there early, and we actually got on the line where they were giving out the cool uh, sci-fi bags. The, the sci-fi channel uh, had a big presence at New York oh, Comic Con. Yeah. They were giving away the bags. Um, so luckily, we got there one day. And, and basically, I love, and I'll, this will comes into a story later on, the people who worked at the Javits Center, like the, the locals or whatever, didn't give a fuck. They're like, take whatever, you, take as many as yeah. you like. You know, it's basically, and it's sort of like, the more you take, the less I have to fucking carry. So like, there was a guy literally like with a bin of sci-fi bags, and I must have grabbed like four or five, and I took bags and stuffed By it the way, in another bag. That made no sense either because so on the fourth floor, when you come up on the fourth floor, sci-fi had a bunch of shit there. They were giving out free shirts. They were giving out free candy. They were giving out free candy. I think they were doing free face painting too, if I remember. So all that shit was there, but the bags were down. Yeah, the bags the, they gave out on the basement floor where the main stage is, and I'm just sitting there going, "Uh, okay, um, all right." Yeah, it was weird because yeah, sci-fi had um basically on the, on, the, on the yeah I guess the fourth level or the third level. Um, it well, was, our, the press room's on the fourth level. We, yeah, so the the sci-fi was on the third level because. Not everyone had access to the fourth level, only press and stuff like that. They had press and like I, it's really weird. And they, and they had these new versions called pro passes, which I never fucking heard of. Like that's a new yeah, thing what, this year. I don't even know what the hell that is. And I guess that you know they got a chance, but you know the media area, they actually made more use of the of the media, the press room. Um, but they they actually had like little mini panels in there and stuff like that. It was it was it was very interesting, but. You know, luckily, I mean, it got crowded in the press room, but it didn't get too crowded. It didn't get overcrowded. No, and no, hopefully they'll yeah. keep it like that. Because the years before that, it was always like nobody was up there. So uh, Sci-Fi and the third level, had they were giving out, you could watch the guy's silkscreen shirts for you. And they had like a billion fucking gray shirts. And, they, you know, they silkscreen the Sci-Fi logo and just as, you know, S-Y-F-Y. And, you know, but of course they didn't have any fucking American sizes, you know, it was all, you know, I think extra large was the biggest size, like I couldn't get a 3X, a 4X, or a 5X shirt, so I'm, I wasn't going to wait online. Uh, but I mean, literally, like, if you could stand in line, they would give they would give you a shirt. So I, I did get a shirt eventually, but, you know, not a shirt that fits me, but I just wanted to fucking have it. Um, but that was that was at a point where they did, they had done so many shirts that were just giving them away. But then again, it was giving away in the first place, but you were, people were waiting online. Um, yeah, they were giving out the bags, free candy. So once again, Sci-Fi had a huge presence um, at Comic-Con. All right, so on Thursday, and Thursday was, um, I don't want to say the weakest day, but Thursday, traditionally Thursdays are, are like the, the, the least important days. No one really cares about Thursday. And it kind of showed. Yeah, that? we did have some on Thursday. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we had, uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. But, I mean, like we got there, we didn't get there late, late. No. But we didn't get any lanyards. Usually there's lanyards all over. And usually, like you saw, like the way Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were. Oh, yeah, there was just a shitload those days. Yeah. You know, they, would get, you know, they literally had like giant like fish tanks at the front door yeah. filled with lanyards. But on Thursday, no lanyards. Uh, also Thursday, no programs. You know, once again, they had stacks of programs, you know, and you couldn't find, you couldn't, you know, you, like I, I happened to have, I only got a program on Thursday because someone had obviously just left one off to the side and I, no one was claiming it so I just picked it up um, so it's weird how like I mean for people who only had like a Thursday pass 
Like they didn't get a program. They didn't. If you got there late, you didn't get a program. You didn't get a lanyard, which I think everybody should at least everybody should at least get uh, for going to Comic Con. If you're gonna go just the Thursday. Um, now, if I keep the intro that I had created for this uh, this particular episode, it has it's the Punisher commercial uh, for Netflix that has Metallica's one playing in the background. Uh, but there was some controversy because because of Vegas the, the Vegas shootings. Um, there was supposed to be like some sort of Punisher reveal at New York Comic Con. Um, but with that, uh, you know, they, they, you know, with security and, and right, Paul, the fucking security was on point. They were fucking bomb sniffing dogs. Oh, yeah. There were state troopers. Um, there was something, it was something online about like cops being undercover, like cops dressing up in cosplay or something like that. Or, yeah, there's, um, there's a picture online. You could probably look it up. One of them, it shows one of them dressed up as, uh, Pennywise. Pennywise. I think the yeah. older version, not the, the the one from this movie, but uh, yeah, they were they were dressed up on the on the subway, and you know I, I guess that's what they do. They just they're undercover on the subway all day long. But yeah, it was. I mean, but like I mean, they were. I mean, you see like dogs like with fucking flak jackets on and shit like that. Yeah. But you know, it's funny because Paul just wanted to pet the dog. <laughs> Paul saw the dog. I want to pet it, and then luckily the guy kind of came in our direction. Paul's like, "Can I pet it?" <laughs> Like, Paul just wants to pet. It was, it was like a golden retriever. Right? Yeah, it was, it was an awesome. I was like, I mean, it's a service awesome. dog. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, security was on point. But with the Punisher thing, um, now they this was in the this was in the rules. Um, they they from the because we get emails months in advance. You know, no weapons. You couldn't bring any fucking emails. Yeah, oh yeah. And now that yeah. you once you and I've learned this from the past couple of years. Once you're on the mailing list, you're gonna get mail. For, you get mail all year. You know, then they're like gearing down from near Comic Con, gearing up for next year's Comic Con. So, um, they, uh, you know, you couldn't bring any kind of like weapons. If you had anything that even resembled a gun, it had to be made of out of like foam. You couldn't mm-hmm. even like, you know, they didn't even want yeah. people bringing in like like uh, plastic, you know, like plastic, you know, because technically a Glock is made out of plastic. Also, I mean, you could bring right. something that looks like a toy that looks like fucking orange, but it's a real gun. So it had to be made out of foam. Um, you know. This year was the first year uh, that they actually had metal detectors or, or X-ray, uh, not, yeah, metal detectors and X-ray scanners. So if you had a bag, and I guess if you had like a big bag, you had to run it through the the detector. Um, luckily, like whoever's working on X-ray detector, like I brought food, and I think generally they didn't. Every year I've gone and I've had food. Like they looked in my bag because um, I think you know, there's, you got fat fucks like me, people with diabetic or something like that. Um, the uh, you know, some people need food, and you know, it's it's you're not gonna force them to buy a twelve dollar fucking slice of pizza or twelve dollar fucking Philly cheesesteak, which is was a literal, oh, Jesus which was yeah. a literal thing. Uh, I'm literally but, down there, like, oh, what should I eat today? And like, I think that was on the Saturday because we were so busy, uh-huh. we didn't know what time we were gonna be home. And like, you're like, oh, go get a twelve, go get a, a Philly cheesesteak, and I go over there, I'm like, fuck that, twelve fifty. <laughs> I'm like, fuck that. Like, even the hot dogs are like five dollars, but I'm kind of. I'm kind of used to that because it's around the same price as the movie theater charges, so it's like, whatever. Yeah. Now, um, the rumor was that Netflix was going to release uh, Punisher right after New York Comic Con. Like, they were going to have some sort of thing going on at Comic Con and then sort of like a surprise reveal that, hey, it's going to be. But I think just to kind of separate themselves, especially with all the craziness about Vegas and as a show that obviously is going to have a lot of gunplay, they said, let's fall back for a couple of weeks. Let's, you know. So there's it's still like undecided on, to the best of my knowledge, I don't know if they've officially announced when Punisher is coming to Netflix, but they pushed they probably it back. Waited, yeah. Yeah. I'll probably wait a couple months and then do it, mm. honestly. <laughs> I'm sorry. So. 
And so um, on Thursday, we did the DC animated movies 10 year anniversary. Uh, uh, pan- we did the press junket and we went to the actual panel uh, where, uh, and it's weird to think they've been 30 fucking movies over the past 10 years. And it feels like, it, it doesn't, it feels like it's been longer, but I guess not. And I, you know, just, and I can't believe how many movies it was in such little time. Um, you know, all the ones, you know, you know, Batman and Son, Batman and Bad Blood, Assault on Arkham, you know, Superman Doomsday, uh, you know, all these, you know, 30 fucking movies. And I, and I believe they said they were going to release it as a, as a, uh, Huge box set. A huge box set. 30 fucking movies. And all, and, and one thing anyone who listens to the show knows that the DC animated movies are fucking off the chain. They're, they're fucking really good. And, you know, like, if, when, most when Marvel's good with the, when Marvel's good with the live action, uh, the DC animated movies are, are fucking awesome. DC's, DC's coming around. I mean, their TV series, at least, I will give them at least, like, um, what's the word? Like, uh, credit. <laughs> No, no, no. Like, graphics-wise, um... What's the special w- effects? Special know. effects, yeah. yeah. Like, that-wise, like, they, they do an excellent job on that. I, I gotta give them props for that. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I, I, I think DC is actually doing pretty well in the live TV show aspect as well. I don't know. I don't, we'll see with Justice League how it is. But there again, Josh Whedon, apparently... Josh Whedon. Josh? Josh. J-O-S-S. Joss? There's no H in it. <laughs> Josh, I'm just gonna say Josh. Whatever, fuck it. Um, I mean, he's got his hands on that, so we'll see what happens. What he was able to do, because the trailers look a little bit different. The last trailer looked a little bit different than what we've yeah, seen. Yeah, looked so a far. lot more lighter. Yeah. Um, I just, as of today, as we we're recording this, I just posted a, p- a picture of the poster. The poster looks very bright, as opposed to the like the one they've been working with for the past like year now, where like it's like kind of dark. This one, it's very bright. You can see everyone nice and clear. It doesn't look muddy or anything like that. So yeah, I think they're lightening the mood. Um, and once again, not to get not to veer off from New York Comic Con, but uh, I believe uh, they have Danny Elfman uh, doing the the soundtrack. Uh, and Danny Elfman was the one is the gentleman who gave us the original, you know, Batman like you know, na, 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 you ah, know. Yeah. So they said that he's going to work that into the movie, the the, the traditional or should I say the '89 Batman theme because he wrote the fucking thing. And he is going to the John Williams Superman, you know. Dun, 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 dun. Oh no, wait, that's Indiana Jones. Wait, uh, <laughs> how does the Superman theme go? The traditional Richard Donner Superman theme, written by John Williams. Uh, Danny Elfman is going to try to work into, or, or oh, it's, it's going to be like a modified version. It's like, yeah, I don't. Know. I confused my John Williams for a second. I started doing Indiana Jones. So, uh, so yeah, so. So yeah, they're gonna put they're gonna put those in there, which you know shows a lightheartedness. You know, you know, the lighthearted Batman, lighthearted Superman. So um, I think they're trying to lighten the mood, which I'm fucking all for. Now with that, uh, this particular interviews uh, we had we had these we did the roundtables on this one. We didn't we didn't do video interviews yet. Um, but the 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 big get was Bruce Tim. You know, Bruce Tim. If you liked Batman the animated series, if you liked any of those uh, cartoons from the the 90s into the 2000s, <clears throat> that style, that future retro, the futuristic retro, uh, you know, like I said, the best way, the first one foremost was the Batman the Animated Series. Then it kind of bleeded into the Justice League and there was a Superman solo uh, cartoon 
all of those, all of that style of uh, DC animated movies is all because of Bruce Tim. That's like Bruce Tim is like the master fucking creator behind that. So um, we did the roundtable. So I think we were able to ask like two two questions or so, and then the other people around the table. The people, I, one thing I didn't like is that the people around the table, one, they weren't talking loud enough because like I had my recorder going, and then like they were quite frankly, I feel like they were asking stupid fucking questions. You know, and then like when they have like people like getting into whole conversations with like Bruce Tim, and it's like he's not there to get your fucking input on fucking you know what he should do. <laughs> the man has his career; he doesn't need any fucking input from you know some fucking asshole with a blog. Uh, but uh, but uh, you know he seemed like an intense kind of guy. I don't I don't want to rude isn't the right word. He was just fucking very intense. Um, then uh, the other people that were there was a gentleman by the name of James Tucker. Um, He's produced more of the more recent DC animated movies. I've seen him at the past, like two Comic Cons. Um, you know, he once again he's not much of a talker. You know, I guess that's why he's more of a producer. Uh, you know, but you know, obviously the guy obviously has a lot of pull. Uh, Alan Burnett, which uh, he's a producer uh, of a lot of these movies, they said he was officially retired. Like you know, just he loves he loves the work so much that he actually came to Comic Con because. You know, people are going to have questions for him and stuff like that. So he came out. And then Jim Krieg, K-R-I-E-G, was a writer and also producer for a bunch of these movies. He was the most fun, I feel. Jim Krieg was the most animated and, and funny didn't, and interesting. And Didn't we have Jason Omar the first day, too? Oh, um, I do, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, we had um, uh, Jason O'Mara and, oh, was that the Gotham by Gaslight? Was it no, the Gotham no, no, Gaslight? No, no, that no, was no. Gotham by Gaslight. That was the first one. Was the tenth anniversary? Yeah. Or I, it, it was. It was one of those. But it had. Um, I can't think of her name. But she, the the woman that that does the voice of Wonder Woman. Well, yeah. Oh, but she I, was there too. I'll look it up. But she she's done Wonder Woman a bunch of times. She does the voice for Gamora in the Avengers cartoon. She does the voice of she's she does a bunch of voices. It's Wendy something or other, and that's sad that I and I forgot. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, the two voice actors, uh, Jason O'Mara. And Wendy something or other, and I feel bad for right. not knowing her name. Um, all right, then you went to you went to Funimation and Viz panels that day. Um, so I, I kind of talked about this on the on the podcast on the Tsunami Fable podcast, which will be coming out here uh, next week or so. Hopefully, depends on if I edit or not. <laughs> um, <clears throat> basically, I the panels were on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, the one, the Dragon Ball Super panel was on Friday. Uh, the Viz panel, I believe, was also on Friday. Um, nothing like, nothing huge to know. Nothing groundbreaking. Nothing groundbreaking. It was interesting. I mean, you were in the Super panel with me, so it was interesting uh, just to see. Yeah, let me tell you, and, and, and I mean, well, when we put out the videos of the interviews, um, we went to the Dragon Ball Super panel. Now, you know, you and I, I got there an hour and 15 minutes ahead of time. And gen- the general rule is get there about an hour ahead of time. We got there an hour, hour. I got there an hour and fifteen minutes ahead of time, and the line was already capped off. The line was already full. Um, you know, thanks to That's... your thanks to your connections, we got in the room anyway. But I mean, it shows that even when I got there at one an hour and fifteen minutes ahead of the fucking panel, people were the line. People had already shown up before me <coughs> and filled the line. And this was one of the bigger panel rooms. Uh, you know, uh, that particular room, I think 1810, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. uh, was one of the bigger panel rooms and it was packed. It, and yeah. we, they let us in and, and there was what they, you know, they call standing room only. There, you know, we were all kind of just, uh, you know, a bunch of extra people. And I think it was press and stuff like that were 
you know, the fans were sitting down. And I'm pretty sure there were press amongst that group. But, like, press were standing in the back. And it, we were, like, three deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. by three rows of people extra standing. And I think, you know, I don't think we were inviting any kind of um, fire. <laughs> fire. Because there was still a walkway ahead of us. Like, you know, there was still enough room for people to walk and stuff like that. And uh, the room was fucking packed for the Dragon Ball Super um, oh, yeah. panel. Well, and uh, see, part of the thing, the part, see, what happened was is... I originally had planned to come down to New York Comic Con because Toonami was supposed to be there. As a matter of fact, Toonami, not just Toonami, but Adult Swim was supposed to have a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that just like, oh no, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what? what? Even John Galbo, who I finally met for the first time. Yeah, big, and big shout out to John Galbo. Um, was like, I, I don't understand why there's no Adult Swim stuff here today. So, you know, we, you know, I was supposed to be down there for that, but that never materialized. So... As I, as, I, as I say in the other podcast, I, I basically, Thursday, because we had some time after the uh, the interviews that we did, mm-hmm. um, I had some time to sit, you know, talk to, 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 you know, at least talk to these people and go, hey, can I have, like, some time, can I have some time from you, like Funimation and Viz, can I have some time to talk to you, you know, I don't need, I don't need, like, an hour or anything, I just want to talk to you about some things. Um, part of that conversation, like I said, I can't talk about. But the other part of the conversation was, um, can you guys start talking about Toonami? Can you start, like, you know, not talking about Toonami, but tweeting. Like, you know, when Toonami's on, they don't tweet about Toonami. They don't sit there and they don't go, okay, JoJo's on at this time. Or uh, Hunter Hunter's on at this time. Make sure you watch it. Um, That's the kind of thing I need. Mm -hmm. Because I don't, I, I mean, when I say I need, basically, you know, those of you that kind of do follow what I do a little bit, you know, uh, the two, the, the at Toonami News account on Twitter basically tweets out every time a show's on, or until I fall asleep and forget to do it. Um, <laughs> that happens, trust me. Um, so, basically what I've been, I, I, I'm asking, I, I basically ask them for their help, because the problem is, is I can do this enough, but I think that the, you know, they can do it a lot more as well, and I've never really had that conversation, and a lot of them were very, very um, open to that. So, um, we were they all they agreed in concept to do that. I'm actually probably going to email them today and just make sure that they put out some tweets about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so and and it's really interesting because this pre- this previous weekend, like all of a sudden, like Dragon Ball Super's numbers and ratings tr- like jumped up, and I went because I noticed that they posted something on the on I, I don't know if it was the it was one of their Facebook Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super Facebook pages, mm-hmm. and. I'm just sitting there going, hmm, okay, uh, maybe that worked. <laughs> it didn't work for the, the the airing that I wanted it to work for because I wanted it to work for the 11 o'clock airing, not the 8.30 airing, but it might have actually worked in, in for at least Dragon Ball Super. So if that is the case and that, you know, it does start to reap benefits, that's going to be a good thing because, you know, I, I don't know. I just think that people don't know that Toonami's on or that when Super's on or whenever all these other shows are on. So that's pretty much what what I was trying to do at New York Comic Con. So hopefully that'll happen a little bit more. Um, I noticed on your list you talk about your... Uh, these. Let, let me let me, let me me explain this before he talks about this. Uh-huh. Me and Chris would be doing stuff and I would be walking and all of a sudden Chris disappears. <laughs> I turn around and here's this fuck taking a picture with some random dude that I have no idea who the fuck it is. Well, that's okay. So we're, we're going we're going to New York Comic Con, and you know, tsunami and anime is your thing, and comic books, DC comic books in particular, are mine. And uh, so the first one, the first one we were walking by, and I saw uh, Grant Morrison, 
And for those who don't know who Grant Morrison is, um, he he was the first one to write a. I think they had used the name before Arkham Asylum. Yeah. But uh, he was the first one. He wrote uh, the original like Arkham Asylum uh, comic book. He had wrote written it. Uh, Arkham Asylum, a serious house on a serious house on serious earth, uh, which is or on serious ground or whatever. Excuse me. Uh, which you know, for anyone who's ever read that Arkham Asylum is a fucking twisted, dark fucking story, and uh, you know he's a brilliant guy. He's written, you know, uh, he's written for the in this comic called The Invisibles. Uh, you know, um, oh my god, Doom Patrol. The guy is a, a mad genius. He's crazy, but he's also incredibly uh, smart. So I saw Grant Morrison. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to stop it. And the whole thing is that, you know, yes, he's, he's, he's a rock star to comic book fans, but he was kind of just walking through Comic-Con with anybody, without anybody bothering him. And so I said, like, <laughs> Grant Morrison, you know, I didn't scream it, but I guess like, you know, I, you know, I, I, and I have a copy. I actually have an autographed copy of his book. I mean, I'm assuming it's a, cause I bought it at comics, et cetera, which will, you'll probably hear an ad for soon. But I, I bought a copy, and they uh, they have, it, according to them, it was a legit autographed copy. So I told them I read his book. I told them, you know, I, I, he does this whole thing about, it was called Chaos Magic. Um, you know, he's a brilliant fucking writer. Um, in particular, I mean, of course, you know, uh, you listen, we listen to podcasts, but, you know, uh, he did two episodes. I think he did more, but his, his two-parter episode on Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman is incredibly fucking uh, awesome. And he does, he tells this whole thing how he trips, he trips on acid or mushrooms or something, and fucking aliens from another fucking planet visited him, and they were just basically silver balls floating in the air. It was crazy. So Grant Morrison's a fucking genius. And so, uh, you know, while Paul's kind of just walking, I'm like, fuck, I was Grant Morrison. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I wanted to grab him before it like anybody else could. So I got a picture with him, but then while well, actually where he, where he was was down by the DC, DC basically takes over a whole like corner of uh, the Jacob Javits Center. So he was walking towards the area where they were going to interview him. So I couldn't talk to him, talk to him. And the whole thing is like, it, like he generally, that's one thing I, you know, I'm going to love is that it felt like he generally wanted to talk. And like, <coughs> people were like, oh, Mr. Morrison, you got to come this way. So that was that. And then when we were up in the press room, fucking Todd McFarlane, creator of, uh, of you know, Spawn, uh, you know, the more the the modern day Spider-Man, uh, you know, Spider-Man was kind of I don't want to say corny. That's not the right word. But Spider-Man was a little uh, golden age, little corny 50s and stuff like that. When Todd McFarlane took over Spider-Man, he's the one that gave Spider-Man all the funky, like a million jillion webs on the page. I think I'm pretty sure he's the guy that invented like the web, the webbing under the arm so he could like glide and stuff like that. You know, he's the one that made all those crazy moves like when when Spider-Man's standing there like with his hands, like his legs or his knees are like up by his fucking head and stuff like that. All those crazy dynamic poses were because of Todd McFarlane. So, you know, uh, you know, he revolutionized Spider-Man. He created fucking Spawn. I mean, Im- Image, the whole thing of Image Comics was, you know, his crew, uh, which were basically guys he stole from DC. <laughs> uh, you know, Jim Lee and, and, oh no, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, they, he didn't steal them from DC. Uh, DC stole them from Image. <laughs> Excuse me. But, you know, of, you know, Greg Capullo, <coughs> Jim Lee, you know, all these guys who, who know, who are known to do incredible line work and beautiful, beautiful pictures. Uh, you know, they got their start in Image and then DC stole them. Let's just be honest here. 
And so, you know, Todd McFarlane. So I see Todd McFarlane. Once again, Paul's there. And I fucking just, oh, look, Todd McFarlane. Can I take a picture? And I was talking to him for a couple minutes. And another, another asshole just came up and just started talking to him. And I didn't get a chance to finish my story. But I said, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother him too much. Um, uh, ran into, uh, Hal Rudnick of the Screen Junkies. And this was that Thursday. And, and, and the Andy Signore, uh, controversy hadn't really hit uh, the, the the media yet. So I think Hal, I, that's why it's funny, he was there Thursday and you didn't see him any other days. And and so I wonder if maybe the controversy, he didn't want to show his face. I mean, not that has, you know, it's his, it's his co-worker. It's not really, or it might even be his boss. Uh, but still, like, you know, I'd still show my face. You know, if, if Paul was fucking sexually harassing women, you're still going to see me, goddamn. <laughs> Probably be the other way around. But, uh, you know, but then again, I guess, just for just for less headache, you know. I doubt Screen Junkies were only going to go to New York Comic Con for one day, uh, but I did run into to Hal Rudnick. Uh, there was a, a Mr. Robot party, but it was way too fucking far. For some reason, I thought it was going to be right next to the Javits Center because uh, the one thing is that the Javits do the, the Javits Center and New York Comic Con in general has done this year is that they'll have events a couple blocks away, you know, or you know, if you want to go to the Hammerstein Ballroom, they had things in Madison Square <coughs> Garden. Um, a lot of the stuff was was within walking distance, but the fucking like if the Javits Center is on Thirty Fourth Street or whatever Thirty Something Street, the fucking Mister Robot party was like on Fifty Sixth Street, and I wasn't gonna take a cab, and I kind of wanted to go, but I was like, fuck it. Uh, I saw a bunch of Twitter videos of people who did go to the party. It was supposed to uh, in their show they have a thing called um, the E Corporation, E Coin uh, was a thing, you know, like like Bitcoin. Uh, but then, then the the revolutionaries from the show, F Society, all the people in the masks show up in the party. So it looks like you're at a party for E Corp. But then the 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 rebels show up and and take over the party. So, I mean, it was cool. I'm kind of I'm a little upset that I missed it, but you know, I don't you know, I well, they it's had, not that important. They had Star Trek. They had the whole fucking Star Trek panel off off of uh, near Compound too. It was. Uh, Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah, Hammerstein, Hammerstein Ballroom. They had they had comic book men had their panel there. Star Trek, uh, the Orville, um, uh, Stand Against Evil, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or was it? No, no, I'm sorry, it's not Stand Against Evil. Um, Ash vs. the Evil Dead all had their panels at, at the Hammerstein well, we were, Ballroom. We were so busy that we couldn't even get down. With yeah, it, so I, I mean, you know, so I mean, you know, it's good that they're expanding for fans who either couldn't get to the con or something like that. But it's also like, once again, you can't see it all. We didn't leave. We didn't leave the Javits Center. No. All four days we were there, and there was tons of shit going on elsewhere. Uh, once again, you can't take it all in in those four days. Um, all right, let me just see something real quick before we. Okay. So uh, we're going to go, we'll take a break, and we'll be, we'll be back with the next three days and more dick and fart jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc., 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number eight. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comics etc1 Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Oh, Nick 
It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema Psyops is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, Prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped from watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How did you watch one. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Click and hit, enhancing the experience for all recreational smokers. Click and Hit is a one-handed portable vaporizer. This smoking pipe has a compact four-stage design, complete with a built-in, windproof, butane-refillable torch lighter. The large burn chamber holds your stash of legal herb or pipe tobacco. Click the button to ignite and inhale as usual. When you are done, put it back in your pocket for later. Smoke anytime with the touch of a button. No more carrying around grinders and tins. You can leave the pipe, rolling papers, and even your lighter at home. The Click and Hit cordless vaporizer is no bigger than a normal cigar, making it the world's smallest and most discreet vaporizer. It's perfect for use in small places or shared rooms. It's efficient, getting five to eight drawers from your packed chamber. It's affordable at just $19.95 each. Buy three and the shipping is free. Buy four and you get the fifth one free. Visit www.click-the-letter-n-hit.com. That's clickandhit.com. And now for listeners of Two Strangers, One Podcast, you can use promo code STRANGERS and receive 10% off your purchase at clickandhit.com. That's promo code STRANGERS for 10% off your purchase. And we're back. All right. So on Friday, and I, I damn, I, I can't believe I forgot about these other notes. I wanted to finish Friday before we went to the break. Um, okay. So, all right. So Friday, um, I'm sorry, not Thursday. Oh, yeah. So on Thursday, Paul had a fucking uh, bad headache. <laughs> just, there, there goes the cough again. Paul was feeling like shit. And, you know, there is a thing called con crud that people get. I mean, you're in a room with, you know, 50,000 people. Fucking. I, I, I don't know what it was, but, like, I, we're sitting in the middle of this of these interviews with the, these Warner Brothers people. And all of a sudden, and it started, it started when we first, it started before we got to New York Comic Con. We, we kind of... Got some sleep before we got down there. Mm-hmm. Chris was like, I'm going to get some sleep because I, God damn it, I drove all night. Which is fine. Well, I've been up for like 24 hours. I need to get like two, three hours of sleep. I don't, you know. He was, a, he was a little grumpy, but it's fine. Um, so we, uh, what was it? We, we get down there and all, and my head is just like, like one minute I have a fever and then the next I'm okay. And the next minute I have a fever and the next minute I'm okay. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? So. Right after we get this interview done, I'm like, "Fuck it, let me go down to that newsstand." <laughs> well, no, well, so no, so you had, but no, <coughs> but you had 
you you wanted ibuprofen or something like that. Well, I was I, I took some ibuprofen and then I'm like, well, no, no, no. So I, I didn't have anything, so I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna go down and get. Uh, and I saw some Tylenol. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So you we had split up at that point, and I went to the um I went to the 25th anniversary. No, the no the other yeah, it was the 30th anniversary of the the ten the 10 year anniversary of the DC animated movies. And uh, after the panel, I see a sign for the first aid station. I'm like, all right, Paul feels like shit. Let me go get him some ibuprofen. And, you know, so I go I go to the first aid station. Now, you know, in this day and age, every you know, with fucking legalities and stuff like that, um, you know, you can't just go ask for ibuprofen and walk away. They were like, oh, you know, the person has to take it, has to be here. I said, I said the ibuprofen's for my girlfriend. <laughs> and she's online buying food. <laughs> You know, so that being said, I go to the first aid station, you know, and I told them, you know, I used to be EMT and all this other nonsense and I'm kind of chatting them up and they give me the ibuprofen. So as I leave the first aid station, it's, it's kind of backstage and I go and I run into fucking Tara Strong. Now, I know later on in the, in the, the con, we were going to interview Tara Strong, but <coughs> in the email they sent us, you know, just don't ask for selfies, don't ask for autographs, all this stuff. So I see Tara Strong. I mean, she's with a couple other people in the backstage area. And I'm like, oh, Tara, can I take a picture with you? So I took a picture. But then the funny thing is that she goes, where's the autograph station? Like, where's the autograph? And, the whole, and thankfully, I knew what the fuck was going on. I'm like, oh, you're in this section. The autograph section, the autograph area is in that direction. You know, and I kind of pointed her in a general direction. Uh, so at least I was kind of, you know, I asked for a selfie, but at least I was also kind of helpful before she yeah. went and fucking winded around. Uh, so she was there. Uh, she, she, she was doing autographs or, and pictures uh, every day. Uh, I think one of the the one that I think the one that's the, the not to say the most controversial, but everyone was talking about was fucking Mark Hamill charging two hundred and fifty dollars for a fucking for a picture, and and I think like another eighty dollars for like an autograph or it's some like he was just charging a ridiculous amount. And you know, look, he's Luke Skywalker, but, <coughs> but still, um, I didn't I didn't think about it at the time though. But I think uh, because he wasn't part of the W he wasn't part of uh, the WB like all that all the interviews there. Yeah, we because we thought we were going to do a, a, a we were going we were doing press for Batman the animated series 25th anniversary and even though his name wasn't officially in in the emails and the roster and all this stuff we thought you know what you got Kevin Conroy who was the voice of Batman you got Tara Strong the voice of Harley Quinn why wouldn't Mark Hamill come and be a part of it because he was the voice of the Joker but then again the guy's making $250 for someone to go say cheese, click, and that's $250 in his pocket. So I don't blame him for not being there. They never said he was going to be there. It would have been nice, but then again, for making $250 for fucking 30 seconds worth of work, you know, bring some people into a room, take a picture, let them move out of the room. I don't blame him. Um, well, what was it? I mean, yeah, I, I, what I was trying to say was is I think that he probably wasn't able to do that because of uh, Disney, because they probably said... No interviews. Doesn't even matter if it's something that's just going to be restricted to whatever. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, because Star Wars, they're probably like, no, 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 we're not even going to take this chance. You're not allowed to do this. Yeah, that, so. that actually, yeah, that that probably makes a lot of sense. Like, and especially now that like his big movies, literally, you know, now it's about a month month away or two months away, whatever. But it's yeah. it's so it's so right around the corner. Um, By the way, from that last trailer, I don't think he's going to die. I think he's going to be like. I get the sense he's going to be like one of those crazy. Like hermit, old, old yeah. man, or something like. Oh my God, I haven't seen this power before. I've seen this power once. I wasn't scared. Now I am. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, well, you know, he saw the power of Kylo Ren when Kylo Ren burned down the whole <laughs> fucking Jedi Temple. Yeah. So he needs to chill the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, so Mark Hamill wasn't at it. But, uh, but I mean, just it was so weird because of all the autographs, he was the most. And once again, I, I understand why he was the most, but it was just sort of like $250? Man, that's crazy. Yeah, but, I wouldn't spend that much. Money. I can't knock the hustle. Uh, but then also on Friday, uh, I, we'd, we, I think we're getting ready to go to the Viz panel. We ended up going to we, it was a sh- for a little web series called Explosion Jones, and it has Michael Madsen, Carl Weathers, Vivica A. Fox, and uh, oh, that's right, yeah, yeah, we were we were in that panel waiting for the Viz panel. We yeah, and it's funny because the panel wasn't full, and I mean, you know, and I saw I've seen a bunch of the and it's on the Go Ninety app, the same people who did the, the Transformers Combiner Wars thing. Uh, it was on the Go Ninety app, and I watched it online. And I don't. It's not bad. It's just kind of corny. It's little, like literally, each episode's like three minutes. So I saw like fucking like five episodes in a row. Uh, so it's not a bad show, but I, you know, don't. I mean, give it a shot. Explosion Jones on the Go Ninety app or you know, online in general. Or whatever. So on Friday, it's funny. I don't have too much notes for Friday. Um, you know, uh, I met Chris Gore. Uh, for people who remember Attack of the Show, he did. The DV Tuesdays, uh, uh, the DV Tuesday bit, and he was on it for a while. Uh, he's part of FilmThreat.com. He was, I think, the creator of Film Threat magazine, and and I had spoken to him because he was doing a Kickstarter for a book or something that he was writing, and so I had said he had sent me like a like an email spam sort of a deal, and I wrote back the email just just to be an asshole. I didn't realize I was gonna actually get back to him. I said, you know. Uh, my Kickstarter almost got suspended for sending email like this or whatever. And he's like, no, this is actually Chris. <laughs> so, like, I felt bad because I thought I was, I thought I was being a dick to like a robot. You know what I'm saying? And then he actually, he actually wrote back. He goes, no, it's actually me. Uh, you know, this and this and that about the Kickstarter. But he was kind of cool. And it's funny because I didn't actually support the Kickstarter. <laughs> But, you know, he came and he said hi to me, he gave me a sticker, uh, for, uh, his website and stuff like that. Um, so I got to give him points for I was an asshole to him and he was still fucking nice to me. Um, uh, the Tick, Amazon Prime had a big uh, a, a big presence at Comic Con, uh, promoting their two shows, Lore, which is like a horror anthology series, which I think the first I think it's I think it's out now. I think it came out on Friday the Thirteenth. And and the only reason I don't know too much about it is because there there was always so much of a line. <coughs> there was one day where it was actually down. I think Thursday night it was down. And then the other times I just hadn't had a, time, a chance to get to it. But they had the, then they also had the tick, which we'll, we'll get into more later. Um, the tick had what they call the danger boat. It was sort of this, it, it was, it took up the whole fucking corner of the, of the Javits Center where you could go on this boat and it's sort of like this artificial intelligence. There's obviously someone behind a microphone with the, this little robot camera thing. For those who watch the show know, or know the character. Um, so you could interact and, and, you know, they give you, they gave me like this little, tick pen that came in like a, a tin it's supposed to be it's supposed to be like spam but they call it foham um so that was cute i mean being part of the press i was able to skip the line you know i got the email so that was kind of awesome um all right and then i think i think the only other big thing on friday was the doomsday clock panel uh for those you know for those who you know you don't have to be a fan of dc comics but the watchmen you know the watchmen movie that came out a couple of years ago based on a popular comic is going to cross over with basically the justice league um now the Watchmen, uh, for those who kind of follow it, took place in like 1988, 1989, and um, the the now what happens is is Jeff Johns is doing the story. Now Jeff Jeff Johns has written a lot of big DC uh, 
story arcs. He did the the, the fifty two. He did uh, Darkest Night. Um, uh, what's what's the one? I think he wrote Flashpoint. Also, he might have, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, Jeff Johns is is a fucking brilliant genius guy. Um, so he's doing he's doing a crossover where um, it's it takes part takes. It, this whole thing takes place around the time of the death of Superman, and the death of Superman was like 1992. So it's only a few years after the Watchmen, and then you know to the death of Superman. Uh, so and it's sort of all the repercussions when the death at the end of the Watchmen is supposed to be like all the whole craziness was supposed to bring world peace. Here we are a few years later. No, we're not at world peace. You know, uh, Ozzy Mandius didn't fucking uh, complete his mission. So uh, if anyone's gonna do it, Jeff Johns is the person. Uh, I know Alan Moore's original, and Alan Moore has like separated himself and he doesn't want to be involved with the Watchmen. He was, you know, after uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, he doesn't want his name on anything, you know, but Alan Moore wrote, you know, V for Vendetta, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, Watchmen. So if anyone's going to handle it, I think Jeff Johns is going to do a good job. Um, but, and so he, they gave us these little six page comic books. Uh, I actually recorded the audio of him kind of like talking about each panel. So uh, I'll release that eventually on YouTube. Um, uh, so there's a doing, then I think the, the funny thing is at the end of the session, um, they were giving away buttons. And, uh, so I go to, I go to meet up. Did I meet him with you? No, not yet. Or no, uh, we were at the same panel. Oh, you were at the panel with me. Okay. So then, oh, no, no we, we met up with my, my friend, Louis, the zombie Mario, my, yes. my boy, Louis. So, um, the panel's over and people are getting out and we gave out these really fucking cool doomsday clock buttons where it was the doomsday clock from Watchmen, but except the midnight was the Superman logo. So there are people, you know, and people are leaving the arena. And a lot of people had left by the time. And I said, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get some. And so once again, I got to love the Jacob Javits employees because the girl's like, I don't care. Take whatever you like. <laughs> I fucking grab like hands. And I was wearing like cargo shorts. So I had extra pockets. And I, and I think I have like 30 of those buttons. <laughs> so, so if anybody, I mean, I got them for free. But if anyone wants to negotiate a price for one of the, it's a really cool fucking enamel button. Uh, <laughs> you see my face. If you're watching this live right now, you can see. Or if face. you're willing to trade something, if you have something cool and nerdy, I'll be willing to fucking trade something with you. See, I'm the type of guy that goes, "Okay, I'm gonna take one of everything. I'm fine." This guy over here is like, "Fuck that! I'm taking fifty of these." Because because the, <coughs> the crowd had let out. <coughs> it's not like I'm taking from people in the crowd that weren't gonna like get them. That's true. You know, there was that still a true. bunch of them still on the table, so I'm like, <laughs> well, and there was also. Then there was also the sci-fi bags. He has like fifty of those. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I I stole a bunch of not stole. It's not it's not stealing if they were giving them away. I got a bunch of sci-fi bags. I got a bunch of buttons. But you know, thank you, thank you to the Javits employees who just don't give a fuck and His allowed name is me Chris to Malone. take. Do not ever give him more than one. <laughs> give me more stuff ever again. Um. Okay. And then um. Also on on Friday we were we were trying to set up the interview with Adam Geddes. Uh, professional football player <coughs> for the for the Giants. Oh, and Danny. Oh, I guess, I guess Danny's watching. Danny says he loved my... I sent one to Dan. Danny's actually in Scotland, and I, I sent the button to him. I sent it to Scotland. He's, he's a, a lot of fucking money. He's a DC guy. You know, I mean, you know, he, he collects uh, DC, uh, you know, well, action I, I figures mean, and stuff like that. Well, I mean, you're good guy for doing that, but holy shit, that's got to be a lot of money to yeah, send. Yeah, it's all right. You know, it's... it's you know, <coughs> he's the guy that sent me the... um. He sent me the Scottish soda, the Iron Brew. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so he he spent money also. Um, so uh, we were we were stalking Adam Geddes on the floor because we thought we were going to get the interview that day, but I guess our communication lines got 
got confused. No, Fun- Funimation. So Adam was like, "Oh yeah, we'll just do it Friday." And real quick story, he contacted me. I didn't contact him because mm-hmm. I put up I put up on my personal Twitter. I said, "Is any." So who's going to New York Comic Con? Uh-huh. And I retweeted it on Tsunami News. And then I'm at work, and all of a sudden I see this verified account like tweets me. I'm like, what, who the fuck is this? And like, it, it's Adam Guinness. He's like, oh yeah, I'm going. I'm like, oh, so interview? He's like, oh fuck yeah, let's do that. So uh, we were supposed to do it Friday, uh-huh. <coughs> which we ended up doing most of ours on Saturday. Um, and uh, all of a sudden, like Funimation has them. I'm like. I'm like, what's going on? So we're following Funimation as they're filming him going around the con. Yeah, so we I can't we can't knock you know, especially if Funimation's been so good to us. Yeah. So uh so but they got him like, you know, he, he was standing but the funny thing is even though it was Funimation, they, they he went over to the Viz area and it was like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. He went to the the Namco Bandai booth. And that was um, once again with the current events that had happened in Vegas, and I think the other one that had to do with the, the guy who wanted to kill Jason David Frank um there was a, a the namco bandai booth had a thing where they can show you powering up like they do in uh dragon ball z you know kamehameha whatever yeah and so um they were saying okay you can scream but you can't shriek and i guess they're saying like it's okay to scream because you know that's what you do when you power up but if you shriek because i guess they were worried that if they were gonna have people constantly shrieking and, and especially that everyone's on edge after fucking vegas um uh, they didn't want people shrieking so there's like you can scream but you can't shriek, which was an interesting combination. But hey, um, so we follow, and so we saw Adam Geddes do that, the whole ah, charging up uh, like Dragon Ball, uh, going to the Viz panel, or the Viz booth, uh, you know. And then the funny thing is, he was in cosplay. He was dressed up as like Legends of the Hidden Temple, which shows you know, the guy is so. I like I want I want to fucking hang out with Adam Geddes. Like he seems like a kind of guy, like I just want to fucking just hang out on the couch yeah. and watch fucking cartoon, watch anime with him because he seems like such a fucking cool, chill, fucking awesome dude. Which, by the way, it is up on the Tsunami Faithful uh, YouTube channel. The interview that Chris, that me and Chris did, that is currently up. Uh, William Shatner is up as of today. So uh, yeah, well, if you're the, watching well, on the live stream, go watch those. Yeah, Adam Geddes is on the Tsunami Faithful. <coughs> YouTube page and the, um, and the, and the William Shatner's on the geeky geeky Inc. Tsunami the the YouTube for Tsunami is uh, youtube.com slash tsunami faithful channel. Uh, the one with William Shatner is on the geeky channel. That's uh, youtube.com slash geeky videos. Okay, and you could just put those in the uh, the search engine, I guess. All right, so we stalked Adam Geddes on Friday, but we set up the interview for Saturday. Uh, Saturday was Dragon Ball <coughs> Super panel, which uh, we would mentioned. And of course, uh, those who follow Funimation online, uh, one of the co-hosts of the Funimation YouTube show, Double Talk, D-U-B-B-L-E, Lauren Moore, was there looking as fine as always. You know, she doesn't know she's my girlfriend, but she's my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> so that was at the panel. Like, literally, like, this this girl, now, first of all, I, I did, did I ever see, have I ever seen her in person? No, I think this was the first time I saw her in person. She's... Don't I, I'm gonna personally admit to this. She is a fucking fine ass woman. Okay, mm-hmm. I can understand why Funimation puts her in videos because guys are probably like, whatever you want to say. If you want me to buy something, I'm gonna buy it. Because guess what? That's a genius fucking move right there. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be sexist here. I'm being honest. That's how a lot of companies do things these days. Yeah, they hire. It's a smart move, and I'm sure she's not. They didn't hire her because she's hot. They probably hired her because she has well, the skills. She to do she these. knows her stuff also. Right. But the funny part is, is every time she walks by. And she walked by a couple times because they were taking pictures of the panel and everything. She, like, 
Chris is like literally like there's like like a waterfall of drool coming out of his mouth, and I'm like, Chris, don't say anything, please, don't say anything, please. Like so, um. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we had Saturday was really good. Um, do we have a do we have a Warner? No, the the Warner Brothers. We actually didn't have a Warner Brothers interview that day. We had an interview. Well, we we did the Dragon Ball Super interviews that day with Monica right. Real, who plays um ba- 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 Blanca Balma. Balma. <laughs> Shows you what you know. Shows what I know. Uh, Sean Schimmel, Goku, uh, Goku, and you know. Uh, the funny thing is, and I won't get into detail because I'm not going to spread his business, but he showed up pissed off. He was upset about something. He kind of explained it to me. And the funny thing, he was, and he was mad. And he was like, sorry guys, there's nothing to do with you, but fucking da 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 da. He was mad. But by the time the interview was over, he had basically told me, he had, he had told me why he was upset. And I'm not going to reveal it, but the fact that, um, um, Oh, uh, Dan, Danny goes, what is Tsunami? I was told it's a TV station. Now, with Tsunami, uh, here in the States, I guess, you know, there's Cartoon Network, which is, you know, the, the Cartoon Network is the main station. At nights, they have the Adult Swim, Adult Swim, you know, cartoons, which, you know. On Saturdays, uh, Toonami has a, uh, or Adult Swim has a block of programming. It's mostly anime called uh, Toonami. Yeah, so but on Saturday nights, it's, yeah, it's, and it's, it's, you know, um, it's their block from like 11 p.m. to 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. Over, over in the U.K., is it the U.K.? Ireland, yeah. U.K.? Yeah. Scotland. Scotland. Okay. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> don't get those confused. It's all the same. It's, it's all the same. That's like, it's on like, the same island. Shut the hell up. It's like okay. Canadians and Americans. They're all the same. No, they're what? not. <laughs> so, so over there, they did have a Toonami UK at one point. Um, I don't remember. I think it was a, I think it was a channel, but this was years and years and years ago. Um, probably what you'll end up seeing at some point is, and it's kind of spread from Toonami Asia. Um, they're going to be doing. They they have what's they have a Toonami channel. Mm-hmm. That plays a bunch of, ironically, a lot of DC shows, animated shows. Uh, some of the Marvel are on there. Mega Sex LR. Fucking assholes. Um, uh, <laughs> he's saying, fucking, he's saying fucking assholes only because they, he wants them to play it in the states, not right. not the guys from Mega Sex LR. <laughs> no. Um, so I mean, I mean, we we uh, you know we had a lot of. There's gonna it, it may show up in the UK and, I, and I'm sure it will. I can't see why it wouldn't. Um, but getting back to what we were saying, um, yeah, the, the the panel, the 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 interview that we did was was great. Um, Ian and Chris kind of connected on a personal. Level. Oh yeah, so Ian Sinclair, who also <coughs> who does the voice of Dandy from Space Dandy, and what's what's his name? Uh, Hemis? What the fuck? Wiz. Wiz. Well, Wiz. Wiz. Hemis. I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. All the oh yeah, Bulma's a real Corner. fucking name. Go to the fucking. Wiz is a real fucking name, but uh, Ian Sinclair. He saw my tattoos and he's like, "Oh, you're into Metallica? That's fucking awesome!" And we we kind of had like a little like five minute conversation about heavy metal. And it said Ian Sinclair and him and I were talking about heavy metal. So when I started doing the interview, I had a fucking brain fart and I called them Ian Scott, which if you flip Scott Ian is the lead guitarist of Anthrax. And he's like, "That's fucking awesome! You just call me Ian Scott." And I'm like, I, I was thinking Ian Sinclair, Ian Scott, whatever popped in my head. Um, so. You know, him and I, we kind of bonded uh, over uh, heavy metal. Cool fucking guy. And the boy's a fucking dandy on Space Dandy. I mean, yeah. you know, how fucking awesome is that? And then we also interviewed uh, Jason Douglas, who's who's the voice? Awesome who's guy. He? Uh, he's the voice of Beerus. And Beerus. for those of you that watch Walking Dead. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's, to- he's Tobin on The Walking Dead. Yeah. So Tobin is Beerus in, uh, in Dragon Ball mm-hmm. Super. Um, all right, so that was pretty awesome. Then we did get the, we actually did get the Adam Geddes interview. 
Uh, he came up to the press area and we were able to kind of, you know, we kind of cordoned off a little corner and said, okay, we're going to stand here and do the interview. And no one messed with us. And it was really quick. And, you know, because, and then plus, you know, he's doing us a favor by coming out and do the fucking interview. You know, he wants to go out and be on the floor. <laughs> so, like, let's make it quick. He got on the floor. Really Once nice again, guy, too. Super awesome dude. Yeah. Um, then we had the panel for Gotham by, <coughs> Gas- Gotham by Gaslight. Um, which, for those who don't know the comic, is sort of like, what if Batman took place in the late 1800s, as opposed to the late 1900s, and he's chasing Jack the Ripper, um, where, you know, it, you know, I guess, you know, Penny Dreadful or League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, that sort of, like, era, um, he's going back and forth from England and Gotham, uh, but that's, it's basically, what if Batman existed in the 1890s as opposed to in the right. 1990s? And they even like, and what they did is the comic itself is actually kind of short, so they had extended out to a fucking hundred and twenty minute movie. So, um, I mean, a hundred, an hour and twenty minute movie or something like that. So they had a pad on, not pad, but they had to add a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot of characters from the Batman universe, a lot of people from his rogues gallery and, and stuff like that, that are going to be kind of brought in. And we they would let us, and at the uh, at the panel we watched a little. Uh, section where there were like three little like street urchins, you know, <laughs> you know three three little uh, you know homeless kids that are pickpockets and stuff, and where the kids' names are you know uh, Dick, uh, Jason, and uh, you know basically the, the three Robins, you know Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, and, and whatever. Uh, so you know little things like that. Like they weren't in the original comic, but they're going to bring other characters from the Batman universe in. You know what if they existed in the eighteen nineties. So that comes out next year, but they're working on it now, and they showed that clip. So, uh, and once again, uh, Bruce Tim and Jim Krieg were there, but we already spoke to them. Uh, so then it was Sam Liu, Sam Liu, the director who's directed a bunch of the of the DC animated movies. Then later on, there was the Tick interview. So once again, uh, anyone who follows me on Facebook, you know, I said I watched the Tick Amazon Prime series. It is fucking awesome. It is very funny. Um, unfortunately, due to fucking technical difficulties. Uh, my interviews with Peter Serafinowicz for anyone who's ever seen the, the, the Gardens of the Galaxy trailer. What a bunch of a-holes. Which was actually part of our intro for a while. Uh, that interview, the audio is, I mean, the video is beautiful. The audio got fucked up. And then, and, and then my interview with Jackie Earl, ha- or Jackie, Jackie Earl Haley, um, who played Rorschach in The Watchmen. He's the terror in The Tick. And, you know, he played, when they did the reboot of Friday the 13th, he was Freddy Krueger. You know, the audio for that, once again, got fucked up. Um, so those are, like, two of, like, would have been really good interviews. The Peter Serafinitz one in, in, in particular because the joke was he's much taller than I am. Right. And as we're doing the interview, he's, st- he's slowly, like, doing, like, a split <laughs> or something. So he's slowly getting to my height while I'm trying to interview him, and he doesn't want me to mention it. So it was kind of funny. Um, I, I'm gonna do something with the. I'm gonna do something with the video, even though maybe I'll do a commentary or something because I want I want people to see that because that's fucking funny. Um, and then the, the and then uh, Jackie Earl Her- Jackie Earl Haley was just cool as fuck. Um, and once again, the audio was fucked up. I, you know, part of that also, we got a chance to interview Griffin Newman, who plays Arthur on the show, the guy in the white suit. Uh, then we also ver- interviewed uh, Valerie Curry, who plays uh, his sister Dot. Uh, interviewed Michael uh, Cerveris, uh, who uh, in the Amazon Prime show, in the Tick show, he plays uh, Ramses. But I think for nerd fans, uh, he's more, I think he's better known as the Observer from Fringe. And I loved Fringe. I thought Fringe was such a great show. So, um, 
you know, I didn't because when he's when he plays Ramses, he has eyebrows, <laughs> he has makeup, he has a goatee. I didn't realize they were the same actor. And I'm like, you were in Fringe, weren't you? And he goes, yeah, because in the show he had shaved his head and 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 you know, well, even though his eyebrows are growing back, they weren't as thick as. But I was like, you're the fucking observer. Um, then the coolest thing, and and unfortunately he got pulled away, was we almost got an interview with Ben Edlund, and uh, Ben Edlund is the creator of the Tick. The comic book, the original cartoon, you know, the, 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 uh, Patrick Warburton live action series, uh, this, he's, he's writing episodes. So we almost got an interview. Uh, oh, Tim Drake. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> because he was mentioning the, uh, the, the Robins. Tim Drake, Jason Todd, uh, <coughs> Dick Grayson. So, uh, the, uh, so Ben Edlund, cause they were trying to pull him away and I'm like, we'd like to do an interview. And he came over and he was just about to get interviewed and they're like, oh no, you have to, he has to come, he has to come. So, you know, but I don't think he was there to give interviews. But I kind of asked him for one, and he almost gave us one. But then they pulled him away. But so fucking points to fucking Ben Edlin because he would have done an interview, even though he wasn't there to do interviews. Yeah. Um. Then we went to the Titmouse panel, uh, with Chris Pranowski, the head of Titmouse, which you've had him on the Tsunami Faithful and as audio. But yeah. now we got a chance to interview him in person. It was a very short interview. Yeah, and he was uh, basically he was there to promote uh the show Big Mouth. Uh, which is co-created by Nick Kroll and Adam and Andrew Goldberg. It's on Netflix right now. It's about kids and it's like it, it, it's very adult adult humor, even though the show is starring kids. Um, so and, got, it, and it, there, there's an indication that they may end up there. They didn't. He didn't say anything, but he gave me the indication, and I'm sure he gave you the indication that they're working on something with Tsunami. So yeah, we were you know we were trying to see what what details we can. Uh, glom out of him but you know super big thanks to chris pranoski um one of the there was an artist there anthony leoy it's kind of hard i don't know l-i-o-i uh, he was doing these hand-drawn pictures that they were giving out to the crowd so i had i actually stole one because i was you were only if you asked a question were you supposed to get one but i went and i just grabbed the picture anyway <laughs> so i have a genuine anthony leoy picture but it's promoting uh big mouth he was drawing characters from there then paul went his own way i went to go interview the 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 rap group twisted and for those who don't remember or don't know them uh they were kind of insane clown posse's protégés um you know they were they 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 you know now the funny thing was is they showed up and i'm there now you couldn't do record matt wasn't there to record so i had my friend louis the zombie mario uh be the cameraman so I'm kind of, t- and I told him, I thought maybe I made it clear. I said, this is sort of, I'm going to ask them the question. Here, here are the questions I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Just to sort of like, just let them know what was going on. Now, <coughs> we're kind of talking, and then not that they're answering, they're, they're answering the questions, but I just like, I'm like, so what happens is, is my friend Louie, Zombie Mario, thinks that we're doing the interview. So he pulls up the camera and he starts filming. So one of the guys from the group, like he, he looks agitated. He starts looking around. He goes, you know, not for nothing. This is mad unprofessional. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? He goes, we're going to do the interview like this? And I'm like, no, I'm letting you know. I, I don't know why he's recording. I just wanted to, I'm, I'm letting you know what the questions I'm going to ask. And then we finally set it up more, you know, set up where you could see the, the booth in the background. Because they're doing a, a twist is doing a comic book called Haunted Hions. And it's about them becoming paranormal investigators and stuff like that. Ghost hunters. Uh, so... My friend Louie almost got me killed because <laughs> these guys, if you watch, when you watch the video, I'll put it out there. Uh, this man Twisty, let me take a shot every time Paul calls. Um, every time, uh, you know, uh, no, what I'm saying is when you watch the video, when I put it out, you'll see how much bigger these fucking guys are. I'm 5'8". These guys are like six each, six foot each. 
So, um, you know, then, yeah, we're, we have to, we're going to wrap it up real soon. I got a chance to meet, uh, uh, Blaze also. He's another rapper that hangs out with him. Uh, then we went to a Namco Bandai had us, had me and Matt, well, then, and Paul also go to talk about their mobile game, uh, Naruto, uh, Baruto. Yeah, they had, the the one day we had, uh, they went to the Naruto one because I wanted to go to the Crunchyroll panel. And um, then uh, the on Sunday we had, I think it was Sunday, yeah, we had, on Sunday we had the, uh, the one for Sword Art Online, which that mobile game's out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really interesting because I said to them, I'm like, not for nothing, but, you know, I noticed that you had Bryce Peppenbrook, who is, who we've, I've interviewed a bunch of times, who's the voice of Kirito on Sword Art Online. You had him do the promo for you know, for the the app. Mm-hmm. I'm like, have you guys ever considered maybe using some of the, the English voice actors? And I was like, all of a sudden, like, they're all just like... like they all kind of perked up. And, and they and like, you know, and because the, 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 the deal is, you have like these, like, Japanese businessmen with this little, like, office area that, you know, that the, Jav- <laughs> the Javits Center lets you rent out. So they're showing us the mobile game, but they're like, <coughs> there's these four, like, Japanese gentlemen sitting in the corner that are sort of just like, staring at us yeah. as we're kind of playing the game and then you have the, the game developers in front of us and but it was kind of the same situation both days and so there was a translator who was like the main guy that we had to deal with and we're talking to him and he's translating for the game creators and going back now everyone kind of speaks english but not very well so the translator was doing most of the translating but when paul had mentioned about like you know we should probably you know would you ever think about like using voice actors? Because right now in the games, right now the games only have the Japanese voice actors, and I, even I said I was like, I'm like I'm not a, I'm at best a casual fan of anime. I don't watch the the I don't watch the dubs, meaning that you know they're they're the Japanese voice actors with English subtitles. I watch the subs, you know, where people they put in, uh, you know, they put in, uh, you know, they get actual American actors or, or English actors <coughs> to, to speak the parts. So, you know, sort of, they sort of can't, and the girl was like, you know, and I, I don't mean to be doing like a, a stereotypical Japanese accent. Like, you think an American actor should do voice acting for a game? And we were like, yeah. <laughs> and the fucking room lit up when, when, when a moment ago, all these guys were stone faced. And, and, yeah. and the first one that I did with Matt, all stone faced, they were chatting back and forth. And, and, you know, I mean, so I, if some voice actors get some work, out of this, um, they owe us a cut. <laughs> you know. Oh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna harass Michelle. I'm gonna <laughs> harass Michelle Ruff and be like, "By the way, if you if you get put the voice in that mobile game, uh, you owe me." It was a couple <laughs> bucks. Um, <coughs> so so with that, they kind of um, they had given us a twenty five dollar gift card. I mean, you know, not to influence our our writing because we're you know we're gonna we're eventually going to put out an article about the games. Um, yeah, it's in the process. Yeah, but they give us a nice little goodie bag, a little phone charger. That was pretty awesome. Um, and I think we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna talk about Sunday. Um, I will just do all the um, the outro stuff. I'll record it later. You know, okay. the stuff like that. Um, okay, so on Sunday, the biggest day, and I save the best for last. Okay, they there was the Batman versus Two Face press panel, and. You know, okay. First, amongst other things, you know, we got a chance to meet Rick Rick Morales, the director. Um, Michael Jelinek, who was a writer. And if for those of you like, why does that name kind of sound familiar? If you ever watched Teen Titans Go, <laughs> like the very last name that comes up on the screen, like right when the episodes each episode starts, is Michael Jelinek. 
So I'm like, oh, Michael Jelinek, like from Teen Titans Go. And I swear to God, and to God, his first reaction is, oh, you hate them too? <laughs> I guess he gets a lot of shit about it. I mean, I guess if you go online, you go on YouTube, there's a lot of people bashing Teen Titans Go because of original Teen <coughs> Titans and that, how much fucking Cartoon Network gives it. And he goes, yeah. oh, you hate it too? That was his first reaction, hand to fucking God. And I said, look, man, I, I said, no, no, I like it. I said, my daughter... My daughter's name is Raven, for Christ's sake. You know, I like Teen Titans Go. For what it is, I mean, I I, I don't think it's... It's not it's not his fault Cartoon Network plays it every, all fucking weekend, every weekend. But um, I guess the guy has dealt with so much backlash, I almost felt bad. <laughs> um, so then we got a chance to meet uh, Burt Ward, because uh, it was Batman versus Two-Face, which is the original Adam West Batman. They brought back Adam West before, before he passed away. It was the last project. And uh, Burt Ward, so about a year ago, they did a movie called, you know, uh, Return of the Cape Crusaders. And it was in the style of Batman 66. Now they're doing a part two, uh, which is Batman versus Two-Face, because they never had Two-Face in the original 66 series. And um, uh, they got William Shatner to do the voice of Two-Face. And if you look at the Harvey Dent half of Two-Face, and I'm pretty sure we see him as Harvey Dent, it looks like William Shatner did in the 60s. And then they, you know, then the other half looks like a mangled monster. So if you watch the video online, you have to see uh, William Shatner just giving me so much shit, you know, because I do the long well, intro. I'm like, this is Geeky Inc. and Tonight <coughs> Faithful and it's going to be two strangers on the podcast. They're like, my God, that's the longest intro I've ever heard. Right before, right before we did the interview, oh, we're right. setting up for the interview. This is a funny story. Um, there's... Somebody else is interviewing, like, just right off camera. Well, they're, yeah, they're interviewing... The people next to us are interviewing Michael Jelinek. Yeah. While we're getting ready to record... Um, well, no, there was a there was a guy who was supposed to go after us, but we let him go ahead of us because he was from England. And I felt like I was they were getting close to the end, and I think they were going to kick us out. So I'm like, let him, let him do the interview first. Let me, you know... And so... The, the guy from inter- England was interviewing him. They're interviewing... The, the next person down is interviewing Michael Jelinek, and... And the guy was was so loud interviewing him that William Shatner hit, William Shatner just yells out, "Can you shut the fuck up, please?" Yeah, he screamed real loud. Which our, our, <coughs> our friend from England has to have that video, uh, um, uh, you know, and, and you know that's gonna be gold, uh, you know, in the future just to hear William Shatner scream, "Will you shut the fuck up?" So that was fucking awesome. He busted my chops. I mean, you know, and the whole thing is that. We were only allowed to ask two questions if people want to wonder why the interview was so short. Um, you know, they had the press people were like literally right behind our backs and stuff like that and just off screen. So we couldn't ask anything about Star Trek or anything like that. Um, but I got to say for what the interview was, I mean, he busted my fucking chest, but he was busting just a second ago before he spoke to me. He screamed, shut the fuck up to, to Michael Jelinek. So, um, when you watch the video, he busts my chops. Like, you know, he goes, you're going to do a long outro the same way you did a long intro. You're, you're going to do that whole thing again. I say, yeah. And he just walks, the fuck, <coughs> just walks off camera. So, I mean, but at least like he's in my face and I'm like, yeah, two strangers in one podcast and Tsunami Faithful yeah. and Geeking. So that was fucking awesome. I can die now saying that I said the name of my podcast to fucking William Shatner. Um, we did. Okay. So that there was that. Uh, we did an interview with Burt Ward, who is the voice of Robin. I would play Robin. And, uh, well, we'll be in about 10 minutes. Um, then we had, we did the Sword Art Online, um, uh, mobile yes. game thing. Yep. 
pretty much the same deal. That was when we brought up the having the voice actors work for the Japanese game. Um, then we got a chance for the Batman the Animated Series 25th anniversary. Uh, we had interviewed uh, both Tara Strong, who plays Harley Quinn. And yes, okay, she did at one point play Batgirl, just for like an episode or two. And all these fucking interviews, and I don't know how these people got into the press room, because like they obviously weren't fans. And not that you have to be a fan of something to be pressed, but like, oh, she's Batgirl, she's Batgirl. I'm like, fuck being Batgirl. She was Batgirl like in one episode. She was Harley Quinn the rest of the fucking series. You know, and like, you know. And, and here's, here's the interesting part, too. They sit there... And I, I think the press people really at this point didn't really care if we would have asked about um, her playing Ashi in uh, Samurai Jack. Yeah, because she was dressed up like she Ashi. She was dressed up, yeah. Like, <laughs> literally, she was cosplaying as Ashi from Samurai Jack. And I'm sitting there going, I, I looked over at the lady. I was like, can I take a picture, please? Because, like, I don't want... She's like, no, pictures are fine. Just don't take a picture yeah, with her. Yeah, as long as you weren't taking a picture with the celebrity, you could take a picture. It's because you were taking a press photo. If you were going to put an article up, you would want a press photo. So you could take a picture of them, just not with them like you're their fucking buddy. Um, then Kevin Conroy, I was able to, um... He died. What? You died. Who died? You died. Oh, I died. Oh, I think this is Kevin, this is Kevin Conroy. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, Kevin Conroy, uh, when, and by the time we got to Kevin Conroy, since he likes to talk a lot, uh, they said we could only ask him one question, so I was only able to <laughs> ask him one question. We'll be releasing that video soon, and then, uh, once again, uh, just a big shout out to, uh, my friends, uh, Louie, Zombie Mario, and my other friend, Shafiat, who played, who's Lando Calrissian. So... If you can see it, that's the picture I took of her. And it's got like 405 likes on Twitter. Yeah. 74 retweets. Oh, because she's, so, she's a pretty lady. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, I was very, very happy with what it was. And, you know, we'll probably, we'll probably talk a little bit more on this on a different podcast, just a little bit more. But it was uh, an interesting experience. All right. So we're going to wrap this up. That's what she said. Um, I'll splice in the, the whole breakdown. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net where you can find all things show-related. First and foremost, you can find links to our iTunes page. If you have an iPhone, an iPad, or iPod, you can download episodes onto your iPhone, iPad, or iPod. If you don't have an iPhone, iPad, or iPod, you can download us on the Stitcher app. Or if you can, yeah, you can download us on the Stitcher app. It's the app that I use to listen to all my podcasts. Uh, you know, Chris Hardwick's The Nerdist, Kevin Smith's Modcast, this, you know, This American Life, Adam Carolla, Mark Marin, and of course, Paul's other baby, the Tanami Faithful podcast, which will be well represented as well. Are, they're all they're all available on. Uh, I promise. They're all available on Stitcher app. I mean, we're going there under the two strange. We're going there under the umbrella of Tanami Faithful, which you know. Well, but, hopefully, we're going to get some big interviews. But we're trying. We're, we we've been trying to get some good interviews. Um, I'll be honest with you. Right now, I'm I'm betting zero for zero. No, no, none of the ones. But. I've gotten I've gotten my name on a couple of lists, and if I could just get my name on it, that's all I ask is to be on a list. Because you know what it is? People put their name on the list, and other people forget about it or drop out or do something else or don't want to do it on a Sunday. You know, and then like, oh, by the way, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Sometimes you got to be the last guy at the club. Like, it's looking like we may stay here, to stay here, stay there until Sunday, come back Sunday night, because Chris here has to work at 3. But I'm going to try to get the day off so that way I can... Go back and just sleep and and, and quite like, frankly, oh, if yeah. if things work out, if things work out the way I would like for them to work out, I think it would be our best interview yet. Does does, does your mom have cable? Yes, yes. My does mom. she have Cartoon Network? Yes, she does. Because my okay, daughter so watches guess, guess fucking. What we're watching it. My daughter watches fucking. Guess what, when we get the fuck home, 
On Saturday night, we're watching. Motherfucker, when you get the fuck home, you're gonna pass the fuck out. <laughs> no, because you've been at fucking fuck Comic Con no. all day. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna sit here. You're gonna and be I'm, gonna like, record, uh, I'm gonna record you watching. <laughs> I guarantee you, you're not gonna fucking watch. I, I'm not saying you're not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stop you. I'm just saying Comic Con, and it's already fucking Saturday. Like you've already worked Thursday and Friday. Saturday night, you're gonna. You're, as soon as you fucking get to the fucking house, you're gonna pass the fuck out. You're not gonna, I'm just saying, as, as, as much as I love Comic Con, it's like running a fucking marathon. But when you're done, you're done, and you're exhausted. And you feel free to watch Toonami all you like, it ain't gonna fucking happen. Like, I fucking, I'm telling you that right now. Um, but I get to hear, hear your mom saw wood, so there we go. <laughs> no, well, she'll be, like, no, she'll be, like, it's funny when if I. Any of you have never heard that episode of the podcast? You need to hear Listen to it. Is, the, it's, it this, is the most hilarious thing I've ever heard. Don't wake mommy. Is the name of the episode. Yes. And, and like, we're sitting here, we're sitting here recording a podcast, and all of a sudden in the background I hear, and Chris is in the background of Chris's apartment, I hear, <sighs> I'm like, what the fuck is that? Well, in all fairness, it was a smaller apartment, and my mom was probably, fairness. my mom was probably not even 20 feet away from the mic when she was sleeping and snoring. But, um, so. Which makes me laugh, yeah, because it's it, like, it, how did she sleep through the fact that you were recording a podcast? You know, she, my mom was a heavy sleeper. Um, so let me let me do let me do Chris's job for him. So you can find us no, on so, Facebook. No, no, Facebook. I'm, no, okay. No, I was talking about uh, Stitcher, S T I T C H E R. When you're in a Wi-Fi spot, like I usually do, you can download all your episodes. Uh, put on Listen Later, available offline, so you don't have to kill the data on your phone. You don't have to kill your battery. Uh, downloading all the episodes when you're from your data, you could use it right on your Wi-Fi. And if you don't want to use Stitcher or iTunes, you can find us on our actual hosting site, SoundCloud. You can find us on the SoundCloud app. Um, just search for Two Strangers One Podcast. Um, I do my, I make sure every episode is available for download. You can check us out there. Um, if you, now once again, if you want to support the show, we want your money. We need your money. But if we can't spend a penny, just takes two seconds to share and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Two Strangers One Podcast, all spelled out. Uh, once again, just share and like us. Everyone and their fucking mother has a Facebook page. If you want to help us out, uh, get our get our message out there because you know I can spam people and Paul can spam people, but no one's really gonna pay attention unless you say, "Hey, check these guys out." I mean, we could sit here saying, oh, "We're great, we're wonderful." <laughs> you know, you have to fucking if you, you say listen well. to these guys, listen. I jerk off all the time. Uh, if you say uh, you know listen to these guys, they're funny. Um, you know, it would definitely help the show. Uh, Word of mouth. Word of mouth. Why uh, does he like to use his mouth? That okay. Let me see what else you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail dot com. Once again, that's all spelled out. Two strangers one podcast at gmail dot com. We're also available on Stitcher. I'm mean, not Stitcher on Twitter at the Twitter. To start with the Twitter handle <laughs> at Stranger Podcast. Uh, but we don't really use Twitter. Um, no, Chris doesn't use Twitter, and I don't. He's gonna have to give me the password after the thing. <laughs> Especially with Comic Con because we will be using it whether he fucking likes it. And I'm Batman, by the way. <laughs> and I think that's it. Or did Oscar actually write us back? No, no. This is another. This is a whole other. Whole other what? This is another. This is from like July. This is like from June. Oh. All right. Sorry. Christy Pitts. Verizon lost launched. Okay, this is from a Guo Pei Tei. Verizon just launched a podcast. Christy Pitts hosts their podcast. And I thought she would make a really good guest for Two Strangers on Podcast. Will you be interested in a liaison? That sounds like <laughs> a liaison. Yeah, it just sounds like it's fake. But anyways, yeah, that's that's a that's a bogus email. That's why I probably I probably looked at it and said, "Oh, that looks like shit." That's why. Um, 
So once again, you can write us at uh, two strangers on podcast.com. And I can't think of anything else. I acquiesce the floor to you, sir. About time. So <laughs> you can find uh, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can email me. It's paulpascrillo at tunamifaithful.com. You can also ask me questions. It's ask.fm slash paulpascrillo. And you can obviously listen to me on my other podcast, the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. Uh, we will be going to New York Comic Con. We will be trying to do some... I have some business that I have to handle anyways on top of all the other things that we're trying to do. So thankfully, we'll get all that done too as well. So that's about it. All right. Well, I certainly we certainly hope you enjoyed it and had as much fun listening as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. Oh. Bye. No, shut being fat big. Sorry, Jen. We didn't, I, we didn't mean to start early. All right. Here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it? Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. Him punny. But... <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with a materialistic Lynette. I feel you, Eric. I, 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 oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I smell sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. Christopher Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think it is? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show, I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, And if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www. 
L-U-L-U dot com. That's Lulu.com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard for a paperback version. No, this is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on, come! I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal, video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I will and his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex but... sells. Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.